Well, welcome back to Concafe for this Monday, the 27th day of December, year of our Lord 2021. We're looking at the passage from Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 to 46 from the New International Version of the Bible. It is a passage that is well known to many and hopefully will bring inspiration, maybe a little conviction, and certainly that which we need to learn how to live and give, which is the title of today's devotional. I'm Pastor Adi Walibeta, and I thank you for joining us. I pray this bring a blessing, rich blessing to your life, to your walk with Jesus, and to your walk with those around you. May it open our eyes and, more importantly, our hearts and spirits to truly be those who are little Christ, otherwise known as Christians. Hear now the word of God, verse 31. And this is Jesus speaking in these words. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and, and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? Then the king will reply, truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly, I tell you, whenever or whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, again, welcome back. Thank you for your understanding and allowing me to have some time with my family. We had a glorious time. We were blessed. We've seen all of our girls and, and our boys and our babies. And the last one, they came in, in like shifts. The last shift got here today, this afternoon, and I'm recording this on Sunday. And we're thankful and blessed. Praise be to God. Well, I pray indeed it is a happy Monday for all of you family members. And my prayer is that the, may, the continued blessings of this Christmas be with you, dear listener. This coming Sunday is the second Sunday of Christmas, so Christmas is not over yet. You can still listen to, maybe secretly, Christmas music. It's still on some radio stations, some right at midnight uh, on Christmas Day. Cut it off, but... It's still the Christmas season, and it's always Christmas in your heart if you really think about it. But today, 
we're looking at passages related to Christmas and to planning our new year. 2022 is coming up sooner than later. And I pray this bring blessings for our lives. That's my prayer. Christmas was a time for giving and receiving, and I pray you receive the gifts that blessed your life. More importantly, I pray you gave gifts that blessed your life because you gave. Think about that. The best gift I ever received as a child was the James Bond attache case. This was in the 60s. I was a kid. I had seen a couple of the James Bond movies. And when I saw the ad on a Saturday morning while watching cartoons for this James Bond attache case, and I think it was made by Mattel, I'm not sure. It was black, it was plastic, had an assortment of keen spyware that I pretended to use and that it was actually working. And so if you're reading it, I'm saying actually I was pretending I was a spy and the plastic equipment really worked. It seems I always had an extra roll of caps, which was that explosive red tape with little black dots of gunpowder. That was the ammo for cap guns, cap pistols that we had. When in this case, it was used on the lock of the notepad. If you were James Bond and you needed to write a secret note that no one could see, you would do it in this specially locked notepad. And you had put there a live cap so any unauthorized user would get scared with the loud pop of that cap if they opened it without knowing how. <laughs> that, dear friends, was the best gift I ever received as a child. Now, as an adult, and you've probably heard this story before, as an adult, the best gift I ever received was on a Christmas Eve many years ago. I was an intern minister, and that night, which was Christmas Eve, I was not only the intern, I was also the narrator for the pageant. And when it was over, I was going to drive home to Houston. I helped clear up and clean up, and I had to say goodbye to the young woman I was dating. It had taken me a long time to get this woman to say yes to going out with me. And she, of course, had been at the service, and she had driven there on her own because she knew that immediately after Christmas Eve, I was going to say goodbye to her and then drive off into the night and try to make it to Houston and uh, be with my family there. So we said our goodbyes as and I'm rolling the window down to say and hear goodbyes again. My lady is crying. Suffice it to say, no girl had ever cried for me before. And it was an amazing display of love that I came to cherish and love. My immediate thoughts were, Nellie really loves me. <laughs> Christmas tends to lend itself to either be greedy and demand a great many things or, dear friends, be honest. It can be a time to give like never before. And to bless others. And I pray that as we talk about that today, it would motivate us to give like never before and to bless others. Now, the passage I just read, read above, it's a teaching that Jesus shared as both a revelation of what is to come and a discovery of how things are in so many hearts in each country of the world. Jesus teaches that a judgment is coming. Hear that. We will all be called to judgment one day. We will stand before the Lord, and each of us will be judged as to how we lived our lives here on earth. Now, he teaches that this judgment comes when all things end here on the earth. And Jesus says that all nations of the world will stand before him, and a great separation will take place. 
And using the most common illustration of his day, of his day on earth, Jesus says the separation will be just like shepherds did on a daily basis. Sheep from the goats. The sheep will go on his right and the goats on his left. Those on his right, the sheep, Jesus said, will be blessed by the Father and will inherit the kingdom prepared for them since the creation of the world. Think about that. Day one, <laughs> things are being created. There was also a kingdom being prepared for us, who are sheep, from that very moment. And our place was earned, or will be earned, by our thoughtfulness and our generosity. Hear that. It will depend on how we live our lives. Are we thoughtful, giving, generous people? Or are we not? Hear Jesus tell us why. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Wow. It was those who thought enough of the needs of others, who did something about it, who will inherit the kingdom of God. Of course, on that day, the righteous may ask, as you may be asking yourself right now, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and fed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will say, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. The ones on the left will not fare as well as those on the right. And it will be, dear friends, because of their self-centeredness and their selfishness. Dare we say the lack of thoughtfulness that will doom their eternity. I'm sure the excuses will be plentiful, as will the tears once the realization sinks in that a life lived for self provides no life for others. And measures taken to ensure one's own well-being and at the cost of others results in denying others. And they will be the ones, at the end, denied entrance into God's kingdom. Some would say, and will say, and will continue to say, how can God be so harsh? That will be a question that many will ask and have asked and continue asking. But equally, we can ask, how can we be so harsh? and so self-centered when we know we can and should share life with others. I've shared how when I was a district superintendent, we had what were called uh, uh, inventory meetings when we would meet with the members of the staff or Pastor Parish Relations Committee and talk about their desires for a new pastor. And I got the idea that I would take with me five loaves of white bread and five loaves of wheat. And I would say that their first order of business as a church should be to seek ways to feed the many levels of hunger in their communities, starting with the physical hunger. Thus the load. At the very first meeting where I introduced that, one woman immediately got angry and declared that there was no hunger in their community. They all get food stamps, she said loudly. There's no hunger here. And she added more of her rantings. When she stopped, a kind gentleman on the committee asked, Can I have two loaves? I know two families that do not have any bread to eat. 
I saw right then and there, dear friends, seated before me, a lamb and a goat. And I had to sigh. You probably know a lot of lambs and goats. And our job is to get goats to change over their hearts into being lambs. It will make the difference between a life cursed or a life blessed. I have been blessed, dear friends. I will praise God and say that publicly now that I was born into a family where we sought God. My father worked hard, as did my mother inside the home, and we sought to better ourselves with an education, and thank God we never lacked for anything, and that was a blessing to us. We had food at all meals, with that one exception, where I may have shared this before, when one Friday, which was usually when we'd go grocery shopping because our dad would be paid every Friday, that particular Friday was delayed because my father worked something we did not know called overtime. At dinner time, our neighbor was somehow aware of our lack of food and she came upstairs to our apartment and brought with her her last can of SpaghettiOs. She told my mother, Mary, I know that uh, y'all are hungry and your husband's not yet home and this is what I have and if you want it, you can have it. Well, of course, my mom took it with extra water that she poured into the bowl with the original contents of the can, all five of us kids had a bowl of that SpaghettiOs for our supper. Then Dad came home and we went shopping at the Kroger a little later than normal. And I thank God we have never lacked for drinking water. Yes, we did live, Nellie and I, in Corpus Christi for uh, seven years. And three times during those seven years, the city placed the boil orders to make sure that the water was clean and safe. We laughed about that and made our remarks about that. But through all of the list that Jesus shared, we have been blessed by God, and we thank God for those blessings. I heard recently a priest who served in Mexico share how one of his parishioners lived in a hovel barely adequate for human occupancy, but his heart allowed his voice to say, Father, aren't I blessed? I'm living like a king because God has provided this palace for me. The priest shared how indeed this man's attitude and gratitude had already blessed many and he had to admit, you know, it was indeed his attitude and gratitude toward that which he had that blessed him. When in reality, he said many people would not dare step foot in it, let alone say, I live here. The question is, have we? The tougher question is, have we shared? with those in need? Have we received enough to share with those who have nothing? Are we living indeed as sheep or are we living as goats? Let's pray. Loving Father, as we wind down the Christmas season and rapidly approach the new year, may we realize what it is that we are to do for others to bless them and share with them this new life. Help us overcome our greed or fear or whatever is motivating our guarded behavior. Those who have been blessed much should share much and with a great attitude. It's in Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, dear listener, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray you have been blessed and allow this blessing to be shared more by forwarding it to somebody you know that would be blessed by it. I pray that you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. And here's your assignment. Seek to bless someone with love like Jesus asked. For in so doing, we may have already blessed Jesus himself. Receive my blessings of joy and peace. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Again, I thank you for loving me, praying for me, and I pray that you realize how much I love and appreciate each one of you. Amen.